0: The Lord indeed is good. I'm to be with you this morning after a while. we thank for it. Despite the lockdown, God is still good. Despite everything, He remains faithful. And that's what I want you to hold on to. That God is good, He is faithful, and He is able to do all that we can ask or think. Hallelujah. Once again, you are welcome. And like has been announced earlier, today is our communion service, so if you have not gotten your communion elements, please, one minute, quickly get up and get it. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I want to thank everyone on behalf of our pastor, Pastor Shea. I want to thank everyone for your well wishes on his birthday during the week. The Lord bless you as you have, as you showered your praise your thanks to him praying for him prayers also will not cease from your house sounds things of joy will not depart from your house in the name of jesus thank you so very much hallelujah this morning i want us to bow our heads i want us to sit down before the lord not on our beds please let's get let's if we are on our beds let's get up let's sit down Let's have our parchment, our pens ready. I was telling the children at the children's church yesterday that don't watch live stream on your beds. Sit down because you're in God's presence. Sit down, listen, take notes, open your Bibles, have your Bible with you. So I'm saying the same thing to the adults this morning, to everyone, get off your bed if you're on bed. Sit down and watch and listen. Not just watch because it's not a movie. We are here in his presence to listen to the word of life. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much. Thank you for your faithfulness in all of our lives. Thank you because through it all, you are with us. You are in us. You are for us. Thank you for your promises that you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. We are grateful, Lord. Father, even as we come into your presence, let the entrance of your word bring forth light. Let it bring forth understanding even unto the simple. We ask that our eyes be open to see, our ears be open to hear, and our hearts be open to know that which the Spirit is saying. Even beyond that which I'll say today, Holy Spirit, minister to your people. Father, minister to our hearts. Teach us in the name of Jesus thank you king of glory in jesus mighty name jesus mighty name we have prayed amen praise the lord yeah this morning i want to share with us and uh, before i do that i just want i want to remind us um the last couple of weeks pastor has been taking us through accurate pattern for building the house of god it has been a wonderful series if you've missed any of those series they are all available in our, on our website in the audio form and also on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. Listen to it over and over and over and over again because I can assure you, you've just hearing it once, you've not had anything. But by the time you go back, the Holy Spirit will begin to minister more life into you, opening, opening up the scriptures to you, expounding it more and more. So go back, Listen on our YouTube channel, and also on our website. It's all there available for us. Let us avail ourselves of this. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So this morning, um, I want to share something that the Lord uh, opened my eyes to see some time ago. For some, it will be a reminder. But remember, Jesus said, again, I say to you, Again, I say to you. If there was no need to say it again and again, he will not say again, I say to you. So again, I'm saying to you for some of us. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Judges. The book of Judges, chapter 7. And uh, the message today I've titled, for want of one, God, he's got your back. Hallelujah. God, he's got your back. Aren't you glad he's got your back? I'm glad he's got my back. But what exactly does that mean? Follow me in this discourse and let's let the Holy Spirit open up the word even to our spirit. Amen. Judges chapter one, from verse 1. I'll read some, I'll skip some because of time. Hallelujah. Um, it reads, and I quote, it says, then Jerubal, that is Gideon. But it, I won't, let me back up a bit to chapter 6. Chapter 6 introduces the man called Gideon into the scene. From uh, verse 11 in chapter 6, the man, Gideon, was introduced. He was from, he was from where? He, let's back up. Uh, Judges chapter 6, verse 11. He says, now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree which was in Ofra which belonged to Joash the Abazirite while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. The Midianites were the oppressors of Israel at that time. They were oppressing them to the extent that they impoverished them. They didn't have the Israelites didn't have food because anytime they grew wheat or they planted things, the Midianites, they will come, the Amalekites, they will come, and they will you know, steal from them, take, plunder their, their goods. So they were very, very impoverished. So Gideon was in the caves hiding the little wheat that he could harvest and was stretching it. So he, that, this is where he was when the angel of the Lord appeared to him. And what did he say? Verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. I'm sure Gideon would have looked. How, what you, mighty man of valor. Am I mighty man? He, he will have looked at himself. Like maybe some of us will do. If someone comes and says, oh, mighty man of valor. You look at yourself and say, me, mighty man of valor. Where is that one coming from? I'm sure that was his reaction. Verse 13 says, Gideon said to him, "Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? That is, if Lord, if you are with us, why why are we suffering in the hand of the Midianites? Why are they oppressing us like this? Why are we going through all this hardship in the hand of the the Midianites? He says, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. Then verse 14. Then the Lord taught to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? This single statement that the, the angel of the Lord said to Gideon, he says, Go in this might of yours, you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Will have empowered. Uh, Gideon, empowered him that, okay, God is saying he's with me. God is saying he will deliver the Midianites from my hand. So now began a discourse. This was like a negotiation. But God, you know that I'm the least in my father's house. I, there's, nothing, there's nothing to write home about me. But God says, don't worry. I'll be there for you. And with that boldness, what did he do? The Bible says that he gathered, he after throwing fleeces and everything, he gathered the, the children of Israel. Gathered themselves to him. If you look at um, verse thirty four of chapter six, it says, "But the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Then he blew the trumpet, and the Abiezrites gathered behind him. And he sent messenger, messengers throughout all Manasseh, who also gathered behind him. He also sent messengers to Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali." And they came up to meet them. So, this formed the 32,000 men that gathered together with Gideon to fight the Midianites. Because God, has, God told him that I will deliver the Midianites into your hands, that through you I will save you. Now, we we'll begin verse chapter 7. It says, Then Jerubal, that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the well. Of So that the camp of the Midianites was on the north side of them by the hill of Moray in the valley. And the Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hands have saved me. At this point, Gideon will have thought, Okay, Lord, 32,000. Look at the multitude in the valley. He said the Midianites were in the north side of them by the hill of Mori. And in chapters 8, we are told that there were 135,000 of them. And now 32 gathered to Gideon. He laughed off, okay, 32,000. Well, we can if we strategize, if we plan well. If we, no, if we strategize very well, if we do, go, go to the room, if we look down and say, okay, how can we strategize? How can we plan? How can we strike them? What is the best way to attack with 32,000? We can get the job done. But God now says to him, he said what? Verse 3, he says, now, he said, this 32,000, they're too much or they're too many for me. Verse 3 now says, Now therefore proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. He didn't say, I'm coming to test you. He just said, just tell them this. Just say this. Gideon would have thought he had a very large army of 32,000. Oh, great people. When God now said, okay, tell those who are, Fearful, I'm sure he will have felt well. Maybe just a few, a few will leave. Maybe just a few, maybe about a hundred or two hundred they will leave. But now, what happened? He says, "And twenty-two thousand of the people turned, and ten thousand what remained." I'm sure Gideon's heart will have dropped. If it was you, you are going into. You have you have a strong you have a strong backing of thirty-two thousand, and God says to you those who tell those who are afraid to leave in your mind you will think oh okay maybe just a few well, the fear will always come to, to anyone anyway maybe just a few at least if um, maybe a thousand or maybe a few hundred leaves at least i say have maybe 30,000 strong and then 22,000 meaning that their heart was not even in it they all came because they, they were joining the crowd the popular crowd remember crowd is not quality Quantity is not what quality. Jesus, did not, Jesus said, Who do the crowds say that I am? Be careful what you call church, like Pastor always say. Be careful what you call church. Is it church or is it crowd? This was the crowd. And 22,000 of them did what? They departed. Gideon's heart will have dropped. What? What is happening here? Of all these people, I only have 10,000 left. How are we going to fight these multitudes that have come against us? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Lord, are you sure what you are doing? I'm sure even if he didn't voice it out his heart, in his heart he would have, he have been wondering, pondering in his heart, how, are we going, how on earth are we going to fight this battle? With 10,000. See the multitudes before us. Isn't that what happens sometimes? We are confronted with issues. And what we are thinking of is, how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? Remember the title. God, he's got your back. He doesn't want you to look at the how. He wants you to trust in him. Leave the how to him. But Gideon didn't get it immediately. He was like, what is? Thank God, he was faithful. He was obedient, which God wants us to be anyway. He wants us to be obedient. He wants us to be faithful to listen to, hearken. Despite the fact that Lord, He the Lord said, "I'm going to give the Midianites into your hands." But what happened? God now said, "This ten thousand, this whole crowd you you have with you, they are still too much. it's too many." But God, but the Lord, verse 4 says, but the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. Bring them down to the water and I will test them for you there. Then it will be that for whom I say to you, this one shall go with you, the same shall go with you. And of whomever I say to you, this one shall not go with you, the same shall not go with you. So he brought the people down to the water and the Lord said to Gideon everyone who laps with the water with his to- from the water with his tongue as a dog laps you shall set apart by himself likewise everyone who gets down on his knees to drink and the number of those who lapped putting their hands to their mouth was 300 men but all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water that was 9700 Then the Lord said to Gideon, By the 300 men who laugh, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hands. Let all the other people go, everyone to his place. If you were Gideon, what would you do at this time? Lord, you want to kill me? From 32,000, this is 300. Look at the multitudes. Remember, they were in the valley. He was seeing them. And God is saying, 32,000 is too many. Twenty-two left. 22, left. He says ten. The remaining ten thousand. There's still too many. Lord, please take it easy now. At least. He said ten thousand. They're too many. And what did he do? He gave them a test, and nine thousand seven hundred failed the test, and Gideon was left with, with three hundred. Three hundred going into battle with the Midianites and the Amalekites who were gathered on the other side of the valley. Look at chapter 6, verse 33. It says, Then all the Midianites and Amalekites, the people of the east, gathered together, and they crossed over and encamped in the valley of Jezreel. So they were watching them. They were seeing them. And if you look at verse 1 of chapter 7, the middle part, he says, so, the, so that the camp of the Midianites was on the north side of them by the valley of Moreh in the valley. So they were seeing them. So when God was doing all this weeding, Gideon would have been thinking, he he'll, he'll look. Okay. 32,000. One, 135,000. Okay. Well, we can, we, can, we can do something. work with this one. 10,000. Okay. Well, God is good. Now 300 ah ah god please Ask yourself what will you do You had all the resources maybe for whatever you needed to do and God says put them aside I don't need this to work Your heart will your heart will palpitate It will be like, Lord what exactly are you saying Amen G- Gideon will have doubted. And he will have feared. And how do I know that? We'll see that later. He doubt, he feared. He was, he was like, what? what can we do with 300? But you know what? The ridiculous in God always goes before the miraculous. When we are, our trust is in him, what looks ridiculous to others goes before the miraculous. And what, God, what looks impossible, the Bible says with man, it is what? Impossible, but not with God. Why? Because he's got your back. And because he knows all things. Praise the name of the Lord. He said, isn't, this some, isn't that what we do? So, you know, sometimes the word of the Lord comes to us. God, remember, God told him, I will deliver the, the Midianites into your hands. But at this moment, <laughs> All those ones flew out of the window because it was like, how are we going to do it? How, how are, is this going to work out? But still, Gideon obeyed. Despite all this that looked so, you know, looked a bit challenging, like how are we going to do it? Calculating how are we going He still obeyed. He followed. He did what God told him to do. Why? Because God knew. Why did God even choose Gideon? Because God knew his heart. God knew that he will obey. At times we want God to do some things, but God just looks at our hearts. Is this person ready? It doesn't matter what you're saying with your mouth. You can say anything you want with your mouth, but God will search the heart. He will look at what is inside of you. Look at Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 10. Jeremiah 17 verse 10. Jeremiah 17, verse 10, what does it say? It says, I, the Lord, do what? Search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. The Lord says, I search the heart. Man will look at the face, but God does not do that. He searches the mind. I want us to read it in the message translation. If you have the same scripture in the message translation, Jeremiah 17, verse, um, verse, verse 10. He reads, and I quote in the message translation, he says, But I, God, search the heart and examine the mind. I get to the heart of the human. I get to the root of things. I treat them as they really are, not as they pretend to be. Many are pretenders. Their mouths say one thing, but their heart says something totally different. But it is only God who searches the heart. He says, I'll repeat it again. He says, but I, God, search the heart and examine the mind. That is, nothing is hidden from him. I get to the heart of the human. He gets to the heart of the matter. I get to the roots of things. That is what is producing. What is? What is it? What makes you tick? I treat them as they really are, not as they pretend to be. Praise the name of the Lord. God was was checking out um, Gideon. Will he be faithful to me? Will he be faithful to what I've called him when, when he sees the three hundred? Will he doubt? But what happened? Gideon passed the test. Again, let's look at First Samuel, the popular scripture in 1 Samuel, when um, Samuel went to the house of Jesse. 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. First Samuel 16, verse 7. What does it say? First Samuel, in the New King James Bible, First Samuel 16, verse 7. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance. that he don't, don't look at his countenance. Don't look at his face or his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see, hallelujah, as man sees. Thank God for God that he doesn't see as man sees. But he says, for man looks at the outward appearance. Oh, he looks so handsome. He's so tall. His head his head, his head over, over everyone. But the Lord looks at the heart. God searches our hearts. God checks out what, what is making you tick. What is driving what you're, what you're doing. If you don't see me, will you trust me? Will you be faithful? Will you be obedient to whatever I have called you? But he knew he knew Gideon's heart. That's why God knew that what he was afraid. Let's read on. That's why, you know, fear, the uh, presence of fear does not mean God is absent. It doesn't mean God is absent. Let's, let's read on. Let's go back to uh, Judges chapter 7. from verse 7 then the Lord said to Gideon by the 300 men who laughed I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hands let all the other people go every man to his place so the people took provisions and their trumpets in their hands And he sent away all the rest of Israel, the 9,700 men, every man to his tent, and retained those three, 300 men. Now the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. Remember I said he was looking at them. They could see them, the multitude. And he looked at the 300. And he looked at the the thousands. He looked at the 300. He looked at the thousands and said, this has to be you, Lord. So the people took the provision, verse 8, so... Verse 9, it happened on the same night that the Lord said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp with Pura, your servant, and you shall hear what they say, and afterwards your hand shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Then he went down to, with Pura, his servant, to the outpost of the outpost of the armed men who were in the camp. God told him, he said, with this 300, I will deliver the Midianites into your hands. But if you are afraid, go and check this out. Go there. You know that if he wasn't afraid, he wouldn't go. He would say, Lord, I trust you because you spoke on it.' But what did he do? He went, meaning he was afraid. God knows what is in our heart. He knows what he, he knows. He knows what, what is there? What, you know, what, is, what are the things that will make us to want to doubt him? But you know what? God is always faithful. God, Gideon's heart was a bit, was fearful. Why? Not that, he, maybe he didn't doubt God's ability because of the, God proved it to him with the fleece. When he threw fleeces before the Lord, that if you uh, let water be here and this place be and that was in chapter 6. But now he looked at what was he could see, or what what you would say his reality. And what was his re- reality? His reality was that the Midianites, the Amalekites, the people of this were, were lying in the valley. Knew, look at verse 12. Look at what it says of Judges chapter 7. It says, now the Midianites and the Amalekites, all the people of the east were lying in the valley As numerous as locusts. And Gideon will be looking at his 300. He says they are numerous as what? As locusts. And their camels were what? Without number. They were innumerable. They they couldn't count themselves without number. As the sand by the seashore in multitude. And Gideon will look at his 300. (laughs) Lord, this has to be you. And God said, and that brought fear to his heart. And God now says, if you are afraid, do this. If you are afraid, do this. There are times God might give instructions to us on what to do. You know, I'm sending you here or I want you to embark on this new venture. I want you to start this new business. I want you to go to this place for me. And it looks so insurmountable. It looks as if, what, what am I, how am I going to get this done? How am I, what am I going to do? How, where do I begin? Where do I start? When, when things are like that, you know that indeed God has spoken to you. But when God says, do so, help me, you hear that, okay, I want to do this. And in your own strength, you can do it. Which Gideon would have thought that even with the 32,000, we can get this done. That's why God had to tell him that, so that Israel does not say, we did this in our own strength. Oh, I can do it. I can get just leave it. Leave it. It's a piece of cake. We'll get it done. I doubt it if it's God, because if God gives you an assignment, it will take God to accomplish that assignment. Your strength will become nothing. It will take God to do what to accomplish it. But thank God. Remember, I said He's got your back. God will not leave us in the midst of. You know, when uncertainty, when it looks as if, how am I going to get done? He will always give us a sign. He will always encourage us along the way. You know, when God gives you an assignment, he encourages you along the way. So that when we we feel or we are discouraged, he encourages us. And that's what he did exactly with Gideon. When he said, if you are afraid, go down. Let me show you something. And what happened? He went down. Verse, verse 13, it says, and, and when Gideon had come, when he went down to check, to see what the Lord had told him to, if he was afraid, verse 13, then when Gideon had come, there was a man telling a dream to his companion. He said, I have had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. It came to a tent and it struck it so that it fell and overturned and the tent collapsed. Then his companion answered and said, this is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. Into his hand, God has delivered Midian and the whole camp. I want us to back up back to that um, barley bread. It says he had a dream, that a loaf of barley bread. You know, when God gives us dream sometimes or give you a dream. He's always re, uh, representative. He gives us a vision or a picture that represents something else. I went to check The barley uh, bread or barley loaf at that time in Israel was something that was given to the low class. Those in the low class. The, the lowest of the lowest. Sometimes they even fed, used, fed it to the animals. Those who are well-to-do or in the middle class did not touch barley bread. So when when he says the loaf of barley bread, talking about a nobody, that was what those who ate barley bread then, it was the dredge of the society. They were not reckoned with. So what was God saying? That with a nobody, I will deliver this land. So that that nobody can become a somebody. You might feel in your heart that I'm a nobody. But wait. When God's hand comes upon you, you become a somebody. Men will reckon with you. Remember Gideon? He was in his father's house. He was in the threshing floor. He was hiding away. He was a nobody. Nobody knew him until God's hand came upon him and he became who? A somebody. Are you looking down on yourself today that you are a nobody? Don't do that anymore. Because the greater one lives inside of you and has made you a somebody. Men will stand up and wait for you to come. Don't look down on yourself because greatness is inside of you. Greatness is in their DNA. Greatness is the, is the one living inside of you. Do not give up. Do not look down on yourself because you are somebody. God is lifting you up. God is raising you up. In whatever he has called you to do, he's raising you up. He's lifting you up. Gideon didn't know what to, how this was going to work, but God had to encourage him. So with what he had, let's go on. Verse 15. And so it was when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation that he what he worshiped. He gave thanks to the Father. They had not gone to the battle yet. But because God had encouraged, thank God for God, he will always encourage us. He will always encourage us along the way. What, 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 what has he asked you to do? What is he laying on your heart that looks so difficult, that looks so challenging? He always encor- encourages you. He will always encourage you. He will show you what he will show. He does things, you know? He might bring someone to, along your path to just share it, it's testimony. He might bring someone along your path to show you something, to do something that they don't even know anything you're going through, but just to encourage you. Many times in this this ministry, God will just do some things and will be like, Lord, thank you. And it will be an encouragement to us. It will strengthen our faith to continue. That's what the encouragement of God does. And that's what he did. For Gideon, he encouraged Gideon. Despite the fact that he was afraid, God did what? He encouraged him. He said, look, this. I know you you are looking at it in your strength. Don't look at your strength. Look at the one that is on your inside who is able to accomplish it. Why? Because it's not by power. It's not by might. But by what? By my spirit, says the Lord. That's Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Let's quickly go there. Zechariah 4, verse 6. Amen. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. It says So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It's not in your own strength. It's not in your own strength. Do not in your own, don't begin to calculate it. It's by who? By his spirit who lives on your inside and who will bring those dreams to pass in your life. He will bring those things that he has spoken to you. What has he spoken to you? What has he told you? Quit calculating and rest in him because he's got your back. Calculating and said, Lord, unto you I commit everything. And let him begin to minister to you and show you what to do. He showed and encouraged Gideon what to do. He said, he, he said if you're afraid, go, just go take somebody, go down there and listen to what they're saying. And you know, before that, he wasn't hearing anything. He was, his was like, Wait. God said he's going to, he's going to give the Midianites into my hands. How will I do this? with? Because he was looking at himself. Quit looking at yourself and begin to look at the greater one that's on your inside, the one who has called us. Begin to look at Him because He's the only one that can bring things to pass in your life. That can, be, especially when the, when it's a God-given dream, a God-given desire. It is only by God that we can that it can be brought to pass, because it's not by power, it's not by mind, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Look also at Psalm twenty, verse seven. Psalm twenty. Verse 7. The book of Psalm 20, verse 7. What does it say? It says, Some trust in chariots. Oh, by the 32,000, we'll, we'll, we'll fight this Midianites to the finish. It says, Some in horses. The Midianites trusted in their horses. That's why it was it stated in the Bible that they were like multitudes. They were like sands on the seashore. They were, their camels were without number. He says, some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we, are you part of the we? Or are you part of the some? He says, but we, children of God, called by his name but washed by the blood of the Lamb. It says, we will remember the name of the Lord our God. We will do what? We will remember the name of the Lord our God. We will call upon the name. It's like, what do we do? We will remember the name of the Lord our God. We will not trust in what we can see because the arm of flesh will fail. But the spirit of the living God is the one that is able to lift us up, encourage us, Strengthen us when we need the strength. He says, we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And you know what? Smallness doesn't matter to God. It's not by numbers, but by God. And whether we trust in him, whether we believe in him, whether we hold on to what he's saying, what he's doing, whether we'll be faithful. Gideon was faithful. Despite what his reality was telling him, was looking at the multitudes. That was his reality. Remember the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt, when they were, to, when they were sub, with, with um, Joshua, when they were about to take Jericho. It says Jericho was tightly shut up. It was securely shut up. No one came in. No one went out. But God said, I've given you the land. They will have thought, okay, we are going to fight this battle. But no, God now gave instructions to Joshua. He says, walk around this, this, the city once every day, but with the priests or with the, with the singers, the praisers in front. And every day you come back. But on the seventh day, you do what? You go around it seven times. And on the seventh time, you give a great shout. Is that how you go to battle? Just by shouting. And the whole thing came. It came down. That's only God. Why? Because they will remember the name of the Lord their God who delivered them. Not in the multitude that gathered. He says, I'm not going to take the land by all this multitude. No, 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 no. just, Just walk around. You just be obedient. Walk around. Same thing he told Gideon too. With his 300, I will deliver. I will save save the children of Israel. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And when I was reading this, something now struck me. I've read this place, we've been told about it, we've heard it many times in preaching, but now it just struck me that, wait a minute, this is about 300. Let's read on. Verse 14. Then he's come, Judges chapter 7, verse 14. Then his companion answered and said, "This is nothing but the sword of Gideon, the, the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. Into his hand, God—they even recognized the fact that it was God—into his hand, God has delivered Midian and the whole camp. And so it was when Gideon heard of the telling of the dream and its interpretation, he worshipped. He was thankful. He was grateful. He was encouraged. Encouragement came. He was, he was now emboldened that, wait a minute. We can go up and take this mountain. God is behind us. He returned to the camp of Israel and said, arise. He got back. Everybody, everybody. Get up, get up. You 300. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Arise, for the Lord has delivered the camp of Media into your hand. He didn't say my hand, into your hand. That is every one of us, we are in this together. He says, arise for the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into your hand. Then he divided the 300 men into three companies. And he put a trumpet into every man's hand with empty pitchers and torches inside the pitchers. And he said to them, look at me and do likewise. Watch. That is, whatever you see me do, you do it. Isn't that what Mary said to the disciples when, uh, in the book of John when the turning of water into wine. It says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Look at me and do likewise. Watch, and when I come to the edge of the camp, you shall do as I do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me, then you also blow the trumpets on every side of the whole camp and say, the sword of God and of Gideon. Verse 19, so Gideon and the hundred men, who were with him, remember he had put them in, three, in the groups of 300 each, who were with him, came to the outpost of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just as they had posted the watch. And they blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. Then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers. They held the torches in their left hand and the trumpets in their right hand. So blowing, they cried, the sword of the Lord, of Gideon, and every man stood in his place all around the camp, and the whole army ran and cried out and fled. What was happening here? God had encouraged Gideon. He said, Now nah, I know I can do this. Yes, I can do it. God has got her, God has our back, He's with us. Everyone stand up. Then He put them, remember, there are 300, He put them in groups of 100, 100. And said, "Okay, whatever you see me do, that's what you do." They held the torch in one hand, and in the other hand, they had well, the pitcher, the pitcher, and, um, the picture of what, what was what was it now? The tr- the trumpet, trumpet in one hand, and then the torches inside the pitchers. So, can you imagine? You are going to battle this, and this is what, is, what struck me. When you are going to fight, don't you use your two, you two hands. You have a bow or arrow. In those days, that's what they use. Your hands are what you use. You, you engage in to fight. But now, they had a torch in one hand with a pitcher. The torch, the torch was inside a pitcher. A pitcher is like a vase or a jar. And on the other hand was a trumpet. What were they going to use to fight? Both hands are already engaged. If God be for you. No one can be against you. He has your back. Hallelujah. They had the torch and the pitcher in one hand and the trumpet in the other. And when they were stationed around, positioned around the camp of the Midianites, what did they do? Gideon said, he blew one, he blew the trumpet, and he dropped the pitcher. And they stood their ground. And they are in battle. I want you to picture that. They are in battle. Both hands are already engaged. There was no sword. There was no arrow. There was no spear. There was no armor. Just trumpet. How do you fight with a trumpet? How do you fight with a pitcher and a torch? Ask me. If it's not God that is with you. Those struggles, leave it with God. Don't figure it out in your head. I've said many times, if you try to figure God out, you have a big headache. Don't try to reason him out. See, God's plan... His divine plan are the best. When he shows you what to do, they are the best. Ours is just to faithfully obey, obey him. They held the trumpet in one hand, the torch and the pitcher in the other hand. They blew the trumpet and dropped the pitcher on the ground. And what happened? The army thought they had multitudes and multitudes. Remember in the case of Jehoshaphat, God said, he sent an ambushment amongst the people and they, distro- they helped to destroy one another. They, they've cried out and fled. Why did they cry out? Oh, Gideon has come. They thought he had multitude. You no, know, God will make your enemy hear something different. And they will flee before you in the name of Jesus. They will, you will not look at what you have, but the enemy will hear that there's a big God. That is, there's a God back in this person. You better run. You better run for cover or else you'll be overrun. Praise the name of the Lord. He went. He went. He, brought, he blew the trumpet. And what did they do? They had. Gideon stood in faith, trusting God. He was encouraged by the, by the word of the Lord. He was encouraged because he knew that God is with me. God has promised to do what he will do. Praise the name of the Lord. Isn't that what he does with us does many times? He will encourage us. He will give us a word. And he says, this battle is not yours. That's why he said, it's not by might. It's not by power, it's not by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord. And I remember the song we used to sing in those days. Then, and we still sing it now. It's not by power, it's not by power. It's not by might, it's not by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord. This mountain shall be removed. This mountain shall be removed in Jesus' name. This mountain has been removed by my spirit, says the Lord. By his spirit, says the Lord every mountain, every obstacle that stands in your way have been removed. We line up with him. We listen to him. We flow with him. We do that which he has told us to do. We learn to trust him. Gideon learned to trust him. He had faith in him. That's why in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 32, his name entered the Hall of Fame. Hebrews eleven thirty-two. What does he say? Hebrews 11.32 He says, And what more shall I say? For time will, not, time will fail me to tell of Gideon. See, he entered there. Of Gideon, of Bar, of, and Barak, and Samson, and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel, and the prophets. He says, verse 33, Who through faith, who through what? Who threw the sword and the spear? He said, Who through their faith they did what? They subdued kingdoms, walked righteousness, obtained promises, and stopped the mouth of lions. Who through faith, they quenched the violence, violence of fire, escaped the edge of the, of the sword, out of weakness were made strong. Hallelujah. Became valiant in battle and turned to flight the armies of the alien. Hallelujah. By what? By faith. Not by, not by might, not by sword or by calculation, but by what? Their faith. He said, time will not permit me to speak of Gideon. He entered canonical scriptures because of his faith. God does not look at your foreground. He's looking at where you're going. He, looks at what, he doesn't look at what happened behind. He's looking at where you're going. You may stumble and fall, but get up. And walk, in, walk with him in faith because he's got your back. He knows, what, he knows everything about you. He told Gideon, if you're afraid, go and check. He encouraged him. God will encourage you. And everybody will show you things. Be on the lookout for it. Are you going through a challenging pit? Because a challenging time may be right now through what God has told you to do. And he's like, how am I going to get this thing done? Be expectant for a surprise. A surprise is on the way. Because God will not leave you, he will not leave you, he will not forsake you. He's got your back. He's there right with you. He's there to show you the way. He showed Gideon. He, led, he caused him to hear what was being said about him. Men will say about you, come and see what God has done for them. The Psalms says that when the Lord turned around the captivity of Zion... We were like them that dream dreams. Hallelujah. And, because, and so our mouth was filled with what? Was filled with joy. Your mouth will be filled with joy because the Lord is turning around that captivity in the name of Jesus Christ. He's turning it around. Learn to trust him. Don't reason in your head or else you'll get a big headache. Like I said, live, walk with God by faith. It's by faith, brethren. Not by calculation. Not by, okay, I'm, this, I'm very smart. Thank God for your smartness. God gave it to you. But now he wants you to trust him. He wants you to, there are some things your smartness will not get done. He wants you to trust, learn to trust him. Walk, by, walk with him by faith. What is, is that picture he's painting in your heart, in your spirit, in the night seasons? Trust him to bring it to pass. Because he's got your back. He knows how to go. He knows what to do. He knows the path. Like the old song says, my Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is what? Follow. He knows the way. He knows where the pitfalls are. He knows where the mines are. He knows where the potholes are. He knows where the traps are. And he says, walk with me. Follow me. Don't go before me. Follow me. Trust me. With Gideon's eye on 32. 000. 33 made it. With thirty three. Uh, with three hundred, sorry. With three hundred. It's there's no mathematical that you can use to calculate. So with that three hundred and with the um 35,000 of the media that means one Israeli man to four hundred media They will tear him into pieces. Into pieces, everybody will not even see. Some will not even see a part to pick out of him. If four hundred uh, men descend on one Israelite, land, they will tear him into pieces, cut him up top. Some will not even see any part. But now, that's that shows us the awesomeness of our God. When we learn to walk in, with Him by faith, trusting in Him, what He has said, what He has promised us. Trust him to bring it to pass. And when you are feeling down and encouraged, go back to him, worship him, spend time with him, pray, what, no, give him thanks. Lord, I might not understand it, but I know you have my back. I know you are going to do this, you are going to bring it to pass. It may look challenging now, but I know that my Lord knows the way through this wilderness. All I have to do, Lord, is to follow you and to be faithful to you, to have faith in you, to have trust in you. Gideon trusted in the Lord, that called him. Despite in those days, some would say, oh, but, but he threw a fleece. Remember, it was under the old covenant. We have a better covenant. We can go to God. We don't need to throw any fleece. Because we have the greater one on our inside, living in us, guiding us, telling us, speaking to us. Oh, but I don't hear him. That's why you need to develop your relationship with him. As the Bible studies, we've been looking at growing up spiritually. We need to grow up. God wants us to grow up. He says, don't remain as babes. He says, forsake infantile Christianity. Don't remain infantile. Don't remain an infant for too long. The church has remained an infant for too long. How can infants go to battle? How can infants hear God? We need to grow so that we, our faith can also grow. In the season we are in, God is calling us up either. We've been looking at building the accurate, accurate pattern for building the house of God. Remember, the house of God is you. You are the house that God is building. And we've been looking at spiritual growth, growing up Spiritually. Meaning there's something, what God is saying is talking about growing, growing. And you know when something is growing, it's increasing, it's increasing. When we're increasing, we can hear God. We can walk with God. God can lead us. That's when we can boldly say, my God knows the way. All I have to do is follow. That's when I can boldly say, it's not by power, it's not by might. That's when I can boldly say that some trust in chariots, some in horses, but I will trust in the name of the Lord, my God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. God is faithful. God is awesome. He's inviting us onto this journey. And peradventure, you might not, if you don't know him, reach out to him today. Give your heart to the Lord. Surrender your life to Jesus. He has awesome things in store for you. He has a wonderful adventure in front of you. Does it mean everything will go smoothly? No, 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 no. There will be rough ages, but that's what makes it interesting because you see the victories and you say, come on, God, let's bring another one. And Satan, Satan, throw your best shot. Oh, God's got my back. Throw your best shot. God's got my back. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is waiting for us, his children. The Bible says the whole earth is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. God is waiting for us to manifest. The earth is waiting for us to manifest. Will you manifest? That's the question I, pro- I throw to us this morning. Will you manifest? The greater one is on your inside. So you have, every, you have, you have all the potential to manifest. Gideon, despite the fact he looked down on himself, God encouraged him and he said, go in this might of yours. Almighty oh man, go in this might. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at, oh, I'm so this, I'm so this, oh, I'm the, I'm the, we are the least in our father's house. No, 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 no. The, first shall, the last shall become the first. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. God, he's got your back. I want us to arise this morning or this afternoon, whichever one, or this night, wherever you are in the the nations of the world. I want you to begin to thank God. Look at those things he has called you to do. Are there challenges in front of you? Begin to thank him. Because he's bringing everything to pass in your life. He's leading you in the path in which you ought to go. He's showing you what to do. He's instructing your inner reins at night. He's telling you that still small voice. Don't turn a deaf ear to it. Listen to it. Listen to that voice on the inside. That's saying, this is the way. Walking it. Father in heaven, we glorify you. Father in heaven, we thank you. We, ex- we exalt you, King of kings. Thank you because you're an awesome God. Thank you because we can trust in you. We can trust in your word. Thank you because you're able to do that which concerns us. Thank you because in you nothing is impossible and nothing shall be impossible. Thank you because we, we work with you who specializes in the impossibilities. Thank you because you're the God who does all things and you do all things well. You are the one who has said, it is done. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord.